Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my friend. It's nice to have you back. So if you have watched golf over the last two weekends, if you are watching, if you are listening to this live, this is <laughs> this is during Bay Hill and Players Weekend. This was some amazing golf. I love the Bryson Lee kind of battle back and forth. I think it made for some great TV. It was really fun to watch them play. There was a lot of theatrics going on, and especially this last uh, Sunday, if you watch the early part of the tournament. They miss hit a lot of shots, right? That just shows how strong their mental side of their game is, how well they manage their mind. Because for most of us, if we were hitting those shots and topping them into the water and slicing them into the water, I think a lot of us might have struggled a lot more thinking that the wheels were really coming off and that we were going to have to rally to uh, you know, make a good showing. That could have turned into a big number really quickly. So that was really fun to watch. I'm super glad that Justin won because I'm a big fan of his as well, but that was some great golf this weekend. So I hope you had a chance to watch it. And with that being said, today, I want to talk to you about knowing whether you need to work on your mental game, like knowing where it is, whether it's your full swing or whether it's even something that's going to benefit you and your golf game. And for the most part, I have said in other, other podcasts, I don't really enjoy the phrase mental game because I don't think there's a game to it. Yes, we definitely need to manage our thoughts and our minds around the game of golf, but I just don't, I don't know. I just don't like the phrase so much because I think how we do one thing, we do everything. Like you need to learn these skills off of the golf course, as well as on the golf course. We just have to learn how to put it into a framework where it's, where we're utilizing it to our benefit for our skills on the golf course, which most of us don't do. Right. So let me first define it, even though I don't like using the phrase mental game, so to speak, but we are managing our minds. And for the most part, the mental game will show up for most people as like stupid mistakes that you make. You might notice it as being folding under pressure, or you might use the term even that you're choking in times when you want to perform well. You may see it as a result that happens you, as a repeated result, like you consistently hit it into the water on certain holes or that you can never make a good swing on um, a certain shot, right? You also, it could be like the club championship that you want to play well in, and you just keep underperforming every time when you play or finishing second. Uh, you might notice it as events that you avoid playing in um, and ways that you just don't feel very comfortable. You may also notice it as an emotion that shows up consistently for you on the golf course. First tee jitters to anxiety, pressure, uh, stress, you might, frustration, disappointment, anger. For some people, you might have a big range of emotions that show up on the golf course and you might notice how they are affecting your results. And really there is just this underlying feeling that you are not performing your best, that you're underperforming, that you have more talent than you're taking onto the golf course and that you're getting in your own way, so to speak. So often what most people do and what I did for years was I just practiced harder. I just took more lessons. I worked on my swing. I worked on my mechanics because I figured that if my swing and my technique were better, I would have more confidence. I would feel better about my swing. And then I wouldn't make those mistakes. Right. But this is the thing, my friend, the, the, the answer is not at the bottom of a basket of balls. I can promise you, 
I have looked many times on, <laughs> on the range for the answers that were plaguing me on the golf course. But this is also what I want to tell you, because you have these different issues that show up on the golf course, there is nothing wrong with you. You're not like genetically messed up, which I kind of thought for a while, right? That you missed the boat on some magical skill, right? It doesn't require you going to a sports psychologist and going through some high tech training. As far as I'm concerned, it is much simpler. And I like simple. I teach simple. I keep the swing simple. And my brain and your brain likes simple. Most of the reason is because it likes to save energy. It doesn't want to run out of steam and having to think too much on the golf course. The simpler you can make it, the easier it is to process and learn and keep and maintain and have confidence in. So this is the simple version that I teach. The bottom line is that your thoughts and what you say to yourself really regulate what happens to your game. Like I mentioned, most people either notice their results or they notice their emotions and they don't know what to do with that data, right? You're noticing the same thing happening time and time again, but you're like, I don't know what to do with it, right? Sometimes you may notice your thoughts, but you also feel like you don't have control over them. Like you don't know what to do with that either. You don't know how to manage them. You think really that they're happening to you, right? That your situations on the golf course are what are affecting your thoughts and your emotions. That when you play in a tournament, that that is causing you to be nervous or feel pressure. It could be that the water, right? We give it away, our our power to these different situations. Like the water is what's causing me to have all these things happening to you. And that's really not the case. I show people what to do with the data, but awareness is the key. You have to become aware of your thoughts and your emotions and the different situations where they pop up. That is the first key. So let me shed a little light on how you know if spending some time on your mental game is helpful for you. And let me be clear. I think it's always important to work on your mechanics. I'm not saying to put that aside. I always think it's very important to work on your swing and to improve your skill. I kind of talk about practice like bad habit prevention. Like we practice sometimes once we we get to a certain point. I'm really just preventing bad habits from coming back in, right? Habits that we, um, that we can get different moves going in our swings or we lose our touch, right? We want to keep practicing so that we can keep a certain level of that when we're out playing. But the reality is as you're working on your swing and sorry to say this, that it takes quite a bit of repetition to ingrain a new swing move. And if you're lucky, you can get like that quick fix where you get your grip changed or your alignment adjusted or your ball position in the right spot. And it can make a dramatic effect and give you some dramatic results on the golf course, but golf course, but for you to really ingrain a new swing move takes quite a bit of time. Like even tour players, it can take weeks of them practicing a lot every day to ingrain a new swing move into their um, game. So my thing is that I want to show you what you can do with your talent right now, like what you have right now at this given moment in time, while you keep working on improving your skill set, how can you take more of what you own out onto the golf course more consistently, enjoy the game more, get out of your way so that you're taking that talent out there. You know, you're not beating yourself up and, you know, making the game more fun. Right. And, and if you don't have a very good mindset, you literally can slow your progress down while you're practicing and trying to improve it. You're not taking the quickest route on how to get better faster, <laughs> if all of that was proper English. So with that being said, let me share some light and give you some examples of how you can spend, a, how you know if you need to spend a little more time on the range for your brain instead of the range for your swing or in addition to the range for your swing. 
So the first one is the obvious one. It's the one that you literally come out and say, like, you're a basket case, that you're mental, that your mental game is getting in your way, that you're a choker, maybe you might say, a head case, all those terms. This case, you literally know that your thoughts and your emotions are getting in the way. You know it, right? Deep in your soul, you don't have to do a whole lot of exploring to kind of figure it out or have anybody shed some light on that for you. So that would be the first case that I would tell you that you would want to go out and seek on ways to improve your mental game or how you manage your thoughts. The second one is that you have a large range of emotions or a consistent emotion that comes up all the time. So that could be anything from anger to disappointment, to nerves, to pressure, to stress, to fear, right? You have something that is consistently showing up for you. And often we think that these emotions are happening to us versus that we have any control over them. And by control, I don't mean that you suppress them right, or you push them away. I refer to that in another episode, uh, another podcast episode. I'll put the link to that one in the show notes uh, about how to manage and process your emotions. But you, what you do is you learn on how, where they're coming from and how to manage them and how to process them and that you get to pick how you feel on the golf course. But when we feel like we have all these emotions that show up and we, and we feel like that we're at the effect of them and we don't know that we have any power over them, that is a definite sign that it's time to start working on some things for your mental game. And the third way is what you do on the course is nothing like what you do on the range, right? For most people, they can hit the ball pretty decent on the range. It should be a low stress environment. You know, you should be pretty calm when you're out there. And if what you do on the range or what you can do in the practice area looks nothing like what you're doing on the golf course, that is definitely a moment that something is happening. That's a time when it's it, that you know that things are happening up in your brain, right? That you're not able to repeat that on the golf course. It's definitely an opportunity for you to work on the mental side of the game for sure. So the fourth one is if your off course life is affecting your golf game or your golf game is affecting your off course life. So in other words, you beat yourself up after a round, right? You live, breathe golf, and it starts affecting your relationships or work, other people affect your golf game. That could be friends or family, parents, coaches, right? Or when you're around them or you're thinking about them or they're influencing your golf game and you're not performing your best. Other things that show up that people do off the golf course are things like perfectionism that shows up on the golf course, or you might have confidence that is low or waivers. And I'm not talking about your confidence in your ability to hit certain golf shots. I'm talking about that confidence that you have in yourself and about your ability to perform and, and be able to manage everything on the golf course. Because your because your ability to hit shots will always come and go, right? That's not always a constant or a consistent. So that's going to come and go. But your self confidence is how you treat yourself in that process, and we have a tendency to do that off the golf course as well. So anytime that your off course life is affecting your golf life or your golf game affects your off course life, there's definitely some time to work on some of that mental game so that you can create some balance because they're both, you know, they don't need to affect uh, each other. And that's definitely not helpful or beneficial to any of it, right? You don't want your golf game to affect your home life for sure. So these are the signs. These are the big obvious signs that you could spend a bit of time on the range for your brain so that you can perform better without even having to hit one practice ball, right? You can start managing all your thoughts and your emotions around the game of golf so that you can take more of your talent out there. There's a reason that they say golf is 99.9% .9 mental because if we can't manage that part, we can't 
physically make the swings we know that we can and show up on the golf course with all the talent that we've worked so hard for. The tools you need are really so simple and you have them in your day-to-day life. You just haven't put them into the context of golf. I teach my clients a simple formula to help put everything in a framework to see how they're getting their results. I I show them how to shift their thinking deliberately to get the results that they want. And rarely does it ever have anything to do with their golf swings. This is the amazing part. This was my big epiphany as well. And if any of this resonates with you whatsoever and you want to learn how to get your results, more results out of your golf game, whether that is a specific tournament like a club championship or a member guest, or whether you want to break a certain score, or maybe you turn down invitations to play at certain events when there's a part of you that wishes that you didn't, right? That you would go out there and play. Right? Or just maybe sometimes people just want to feel better about the game, right? It's just no fun to go out there and have that pressure that we put on ourselves or those fears that are going on or have that disappointment in how you perform. That was a lot of it for me. I had, I had, I was always disappointed with my performance. It just wasn't fun anymore. Golf became no fun. And I, of course, want you to enjoy the game and I don't want you to beat yourself up and I want you to play to your potential, which I think is way more fun anyway. Well, I can help you, my friend, and you have two ways that I can help you. And one is coming up and that is the mastermind, my masterclass, which is opening up in the next few weeks. And you want to get on the wait list in that I teach you the foundations that I teach my, and I go in much deeper with my one-on-one clients, but I teach it to you in this masterclass with some coaching where you can get some of your questions answered and more specifically uh, that are based around what you're dealing with. So if you want to do that, you want to get on my wait list, I will have that link in the description of this podcast, uh, show you how to do that. But either way, I encourage you to start with awareness. That is your first step. Start noticing what you're thinking. Ask yourself, is it true? Does this thought serve me? And can I choose something different? Your first step is just to start paying attention to how your thoughts or your emotions are affecting your results on the golf course. And what coaching does, what I do is I speed the process. Kind of like you can't read the label from inside the bottle. It helps to have someone show you how you are in your own way and direct you to a place that you can play more to your potential. So I hope that helps you understanding whether you need to work on your skills or you also need to work on your skills and the mental side of the game. And if you're interested in working with me or getting into my masterclass, make sure you sign up and get on that waste list. All right, my friends, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Okay, my friend, if you want to be notified about when the masterclass opens and more information, you can go to masteryourgolfbrain.com forward slash waitlist and get on the list so that you can be in the loop. All right, I hope to see you there. Bye.